0: Into the Nexus is a production of AMove.tv. Bookmark AMove TV for other great video games and esports podcasts. Into the Nexus is sponsored by listeners like you via patreon.com/slash/itn. Greetings and welcome back, everyone. This is Into the Nexus, the podcast all about Heroes of the Storm. I'm Garrett Weinzerl. I'm back this week with Kyle Ferguson, who never left. Holding down the fort last week with Bahamut. Thank you, dude. How you doing? I missed you. I missed the listeners, Aww. too, but but I'm sorry, listeners. I missed <laughs> Kyle more. I missed Kyle well, I'm Moore. glad. Well, I hope you had a pleasant vacation. I did, man. It's a weird thing. It's a weird concept this year. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just very thankful I was able to take some time and go disappear with Katie and just relax. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds delightful. Well, the, the world went on without you and the heroes is, is good. Heroes is good. I got back and I got a, I got an immediate wild hair,
0: Kyle. Yeah. Just wild hair. I got back, sat down, launched Heroes of the Storm. And do you know what my brain said? you know what my brain just started shouting in the back of my mind? Hell, it's about time. I'm playing Tychus again, Kyle. Okay. I just got back. I just like, oh, I just want to play Tychus. I just want to play Tychus. My brain was like, where did we leave off? Where did we leave off? Someone like an inside out character is going through the filing cabinet. What was the last thing you were excited about, but you didn't take action on? Oh, that's right. Tychus got buffs. We should play some Tykus games, and so that's what I'm doing. My first game went great. Had a healer, had reliable CC, and I haven't had it since. And I've been doing terrible, just absolutely <laughs> terrible. Kyle, I uh, that first game, it was it was a trap. It was a trap. I was like, ooh, this is going great. Look at this. It's like riding a bike. I can get right back on the Tychus bicycle and uh, and do what I used to do, which is own. Um, but no, no, I can't. I have gotten far too used to the mobility of mages like Orphea and Li Ming, which were I was playing quite a bit of before I took my break. And um, for all that armor, Kyle, Tychus is made of paper.
1: Yes. I, I mean, yes.
0: visually, armor, he doesn't have a... Right, mechanic. sometimes he's in
1: a swimsuit, you know, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Actually,
0: I should probably just start playing him in the swimsuit. So I'm in the mindset that this man uh, is naked in terms of how much damage he can take.
1: There you go. That might be helpful. I mean, Tychus is in a really weird spot because Cassia. It just it feels weird to have a post Cassia reworked Tychus in the game. Something that feels so team dependent, so i mean i know where i'd take him over others and that's like versus sonya. because we're gonna have a tank we're gonna have sonya <laughs> and that's gonna be a lot of health and there might be another melee thrown in there because sonya gonna be busy doing merc camps and whatnot but outside of that scenario why not Vala? if you're gonna be squishy why not Vala? why not
0: Vala, kyle um, okay. I, I don't have an answer for you. Really, I think it's um, it's because I like Texas better. <laughs> yeah. Also, like no, that I, little that that got you that end of end of you think you got away got you that frag grenade brings, and um, like I was just interested by the changes that they made, and then also it made me go uh, as I navigate in the background, because this is an off the cuff top of the show conversation, uh, and maybe go and take a look at, uh, at statistics, Kyle. And when I, when I started looking at just, uh, stats from the most recent patch, I noticed something. I noticed that master assassin at level four, Kyle is the most underpicked talent, uh, at that tavern tier or tavern tier here. I go again (laughs) with battlegrounds talent (laughs) tier. Uh, yeah. Um, Picked 16% of the time to In the Rhythms, 54% of the time. Mm-hmm. But can you guess the win percentage uh, from all games uh, logged over on HOTS Logs uh, on the most recent patch? Can you, can you guess the win percentage of In the Rhythm versus the win percentage of Master Assassin?
1: I'm going to go with In the Rhythm at like 48 and Master Assassin 63. Oh, okay, wow, that is um,
0: not even close to right uh you no. actually oh. kind of close on in the rhythm oh. uh no it's not that it's not that wide at all not that wide at all but in the rhythm coming in at a at a gentleman's fifty one percent win rate okay And master assassin at fifty three point three percent so win rate wise much more competitive the bigger they are coming in at a forty six percent not so great how the bigger they are
1: i I think the bigger they are is a great talent when you're possibly in coordinated play, or you have that Genji or Tracer in a storm league game. There are very few situations where I'm like, I would like everybody to be at 35%. Does that sound, <laughs> does that sound nice team? And they're like, no, we want them dead. <laughs> th- Check it out guys. I got the tank to activate their survivability button. Like nice job, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really enjoying my time. Um, I do, do think in my anecdotal experience, he is uh, too risky for quick match play at this moment.
1: That's fair. I mean, some of that, you know, I played a game with you earlier and we fought light bomb Abathur tracer, which was just, Oh,
0: like, I oh. really think, uh, uh, a, a report for in-game abuse is actually, uh, warranted, uh, in that case.
1: No, nah, I mean I've I've done stupid things, you know. I've streamed stupid things. No, like, no, 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 Laser no. comp or. You, you I, know. Know, I know what you want to do, Kyle. You want to be your
0: usual self. You want to you want to give these 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 villains an out. Um, but I'm not going to allow that, Kyle. I'm not because you know what they're doing. They're doing that every game, and they just think they're so clever. They're patting themselves on their slug, teleporting tracer backs. They think they're so I mean- clever.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like feeling clever. It's fun with friends, you know. You land the Zarya, you, you know, uh, gravitoni thing, and then Phoenix lasers from across the map, and it gets yeah. You know, you're like, oh, we did it, guys! Aren't are we cute? But light bombing Tracer, who is half a screen away, and then she goes, zip, 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 and makes it land on top of everybody. I'm not impressed. In in fact, it hurts. It hurts more. Not that I'm losing, but the fact that you think you're so cute on the other side, like. That's that's where that's where my tilt comes from when it's like Aureole Vala in a Storm League game and they're the two stack and they're winning hard and you're just like, you know, the the pride you must be feeling over the smugness. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a smug comp. Uh,
0: See the Prius episode of South Park. That's that's what's going on in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Just covering so, that map in smug. So self-gratifying. It's wondrous. It's wondrous. But anyways, hey, uh, still you're enjoying You're going to be the-
1: part of some like YouTube video or clip compilation. You're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you right-clicked me so hard. Oh, no. Uh, you know, Samurai. Oh, no, I've been clicked on. <laughs> Crud! <laughs> Crud, they
0: clicked on me. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's it's why I love it so much when you tell me good great polymorph, Garrett. I go, man, I tried so hard. I'm glad you liked it.
1: Uh yeah, I mean sometimes there there are cool counterplays. Like uh I was very proud of my grenades into a Tassadar earlier, so every time he tried to cast his his buzz, his psionic some it's Chakray, Shock Ray. Shock ray. It, it canceled early, and that was very rewarding for me. It worked but really well. It, yeah, but it didn't have such a, a huge impact on the battlefield that yeah. you know, we all had to stop and upload it. Yep, yep, but
0: whatever the case is, I'm still enjoying my time, and it, it, a good portion of playing Tychus feels like riding a bike, um, but the being aware of my surroundings and uh, and and the limited mobility of Tychus and the and the the, the challenge that is surviving on him, uh, that is, I'm really struggling with that. So, um, I kind of want to keep working on him, but I, I think I just I don't know. I need to either like make a team and go into quick match or or just just start playing him in draft if I want to play Tychus.
1: I mean, he's he's not a main, really. Yeah, like, not like the he used counter. To be. Right, and that was very much based on his range and his ability to get around. And I know, like, talking about, like, oh, the Tychus range is so much like, oh, ammo. Like, we're just farting up memory tree and thinking, you know, all uh, the past was a great thing. (laughs) There are things that can be done to Tychus that aren't as regressive, if you will. Like, we could have a bacon of press the advantage into dash or any of those dash talents that won maybe could be baked into his regular dash. His grenade is fully functional, but quarterback is such an important part of getting those far picks because you are limited in your range and keeping people close to you or getting that kill as they get away is really important. And it opened up you to a relentless soldier, which is so important because you're getting locked down, earning the tank that you're trying to get. So uh. I would love to see the Cassie treatment happen to Tykus but we'd all have to accept that he would have to lose a lot of that damage and maybe just completely lose in the rhythm because that might be too much.
0: Maybe, maybe I, I am in the, I, my brain hasn't really been here since uh Rhaegar was able to self ancestral again. And now I pause to, for effect to see if you see where I'm going with this not quite. Okay. Uh that's the stuff. Can we just make it good again as opposed to the post crappy nerf version that we've had for years now? Mm.
1: Yeah, it it's really weird. So it, 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 it he's <laughs> Can you think of another hero that is as detrimental stacking a talent? What do you mean? Cuz you go in the rhythm. Yep. And that's the stuff is useless because you are now at, you know, 12 seconds of sweet burning people down and that heal does not come in at any point when you needed it. Ah. In fact, you're usually like farting around the back line 12 seconds in, it finally pops and maybe a support is taking care of you at that point. Like, is there another, you know, like maybe, maybe Nazebo who's just like my little bit of spiders, a little bit of toads maybe and just never synergizes. Is there a talent or hero in this game where you can just not get anything from taking a pick after another pick
0: i'm certain there are i'm i'm completely failing to recall an example um, yeah because but... there's
1: definitely bummers like you take illidan and you end up doing uh, you know like maybe uh, your spells now heal you mm. at seven mm. and then later on you don't go spell damage or marked for death or something like that but that's not the worst thing in the world you're just unoptimized
0: right right yeah it's it's just the that
1: that heal happening after is just rough yeah and then chat brings up a great point too of course you can pop an odin which forces it to end and gives you that heal and sometimes that yeah but then i have to take odin
0: whoa i don't think you should
1: be taking odin Oh, <laughs> damn. I think Glazer is a disappointment outside of things like Guldan and the like. I mean, I would argue both
0: of his heroics are kind of a disappointment. <laughs> that might be. I don't know. I think they both seem think, quite undertuned.
1: I've had such great times in Odin.
0: Odin is fun, I just don't think it's
1: good. Oh, we must agree to disagree. This is a
0: multi-layer conversation because yeah. I think we both agree that Tychus is still very much a niche pick into very specific compositions. Um, yeah. but
1: yeah, I may, maybe, maybe what we need for Odin to is some Tassadar treatment because Tassadar got a bunch of talents that now work during our and for Odin does get some, he can, uh, Active uh, Relentless Soldier still works. You've got your Nano Steel Coating that can still be popped for 75 spell armor. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bob and Weave at 20 still works during Odin. Yep,
0: but his trait doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. No, and that's I t- t- that really bumps me out. Also. I feel like we've had a lot of armor creep in this game, and 25 armor just doesn't seem like uh, enough on a hero well, that direly needs self-healing and doesn't have it.
1: Okay, that's fair. You're talking about Odin still, because Relentless Soldier got buffed to 30. Yes. But yeah, Commandeer Odin is at 25. Last 23 seconds, though. I don't know. It he be like so much range in Siege. Yeah, I, like my, and that, I like that it.
0: that that gets into, like, my wanting to tease you reaction of it doesn't matter. It lasts 23 seconds. You're dead in 12.
1: Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, <sighs> I want to encourage you. I'm also, I think,
0: uh, will I will willfully admit, uh, I really just missed the old days of winning with Tychus when I hit my trait, And so I've always been a little, a little anti Odin, even, post all of the changes they made
1: sure it, it's always a weird exchange and ideally you're using you know your mini gun and then letting that go out but that's not always the case and sometimes that's not simply safe to go out there use your cooldowns and then pop in odin on the other side even though that's some that's some nice math moments but ultimately it comes down to you'd be better off putting all that work into mephisto hanzo junkrat like there's just a lot of heroes that you could main that aren't tycus and that makes me sad to say raid a uh, rainer rainer is really solid right now yeah
0: absolutely I'm honest yeah if you just want to like de- deliver damage and guarantee that damage gets delivered right there's there's more there's better all-around options um and it's just i don't know it's interesting i got very excited because i like the changes i think they're they're very interesting changes. I think they're smart changes. And I think they are effective. Um, but it feels like so many other heroes, um, and, and in admittedly subtle ways, are becoming a little more ubiquitous, like a I think the the recent changes to Anubarak were really successful. Um, and I think I looked at these Tychus changes kind of in the same light, and I don't think they're even close, like, they are so far away from I think as effective as what we saw happen over on Anuberak. Hmm. I looked at these and I was like, okay, all right, maybe, maybe we can consider taking Tychus, you know, outside of very specific scenarios, and I don't think we do.
1: I mean, I've got a project for you. Oh. If you were on my team with your with your Rexar right now, I'd be telling you, what's your double soak hero? That's where your work should be going into and in as a solo laner. What's my double soak hero? Yeah, uh, I mean Rexar could be one of them. <laughs> be... it's okay, but you know I'm looking for something like yeah. Kyle, do you miss? Zool do you mi- Kyle?
0: Do you miss your Q or do you take the wrong level one talent on Rexar?
1: you're <laughs> trying like, to tell me? I miss my Q on a lane. That's savage, man. What are you trying to so, say? Uh, then I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> like, I'm talking about things like Malphite or Leoric or you know Zul. Zool- is banned out on most double soak maps, but
0: yes. Yeah. Mouth heal is usually my call. Actually. It's like without trying to like fight you here. Mouth heal would be my, my comfort double, double soaker there outside of Zul. Yeah. If you tell, if you, if Zul is open and you tell me double soak, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going full skeletons build and I'm about to have the most fun ever, not interacting with other players.
1: I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't need that job to be better would be my argument against full skeletons as fun as it is as, <laughs> as joyous as it is i would be concerned that when you show up to the team fight that you perform at maximum in which case a blue build would be where i'd want to point you
0: mm. Mm. and then i say well what's the opposing comp because am i going to get to play the game because then blue build is crap <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's the thing about blue build is it's good at pushing at the same time it's good at the team fights. I love doing scythe build personally. Like, any excuse where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going in there. It's one front line and four back line. I'm going scythe build, everybody. And everyone's like, boo, <laughs> get this duel out of here. He sucks. But I love that damn thing. It's fun to drag the scythes around. I'm with you
0: there, man. And dude, I love blue, blue build when I can make it work, but I've just seen so many stun stacks uh, as of late. So...
1: I mean, I'm also, I, I'm talking to you from a place of my recent team play too, because I just took over the team as shot caller, took over the team as prop. No, no, I'm doing all the talking. So I'm going to, I'm going to call it a takeover. Oh, no
0: wonder doing you have all the more shot, opinions I'm, calling, than I'm doing unusual. all the drafting. That's great. Mm-hmm. No wonder you have more opinions than usual.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm micromanaging everything. I'm uh, spying on the enemy teams before we go in, managing the draft, managing all the picks and the shot calls and the tanks and, so I'm playing a little bit of ETC again. So I've had to swallow my passion picks down. And it, it, actually, that, ETC is a lot more fun when people back you up. Or like with coffee, he's got an alarak, So we can say, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Okay. And then he does his combo alarak stuff. And I stun on the other side. Like that is making ETC enjoyable. And that's why I'm playing him in solo queue again. Because I actually have a project for that. Outside of that, I'm just spamming Malganus Because Mal'Ganis is, is hot, hot, hot. At the moment in solo queue. Really Mm. good against May.
0: Cool. I was seeing a lot of them before I I left. So good to know that hasn't changed, even though I'm I'm so sick of
1: fighting against Vulcanuses before I left. That has not changed, no. Yeah. Mm. And if they don't have an ETC, I don't really know how to manage him in an effective way. Cause you gotta have the pushback, really. So you can do Lucio or Rainer, but somebody's got to push him back during his sleep so he doesn't just control the whole battlefield. How, do, how does and May? It's awful. How does, at how does
0: polymorph work? Is that why I saw you hovering right wing today? Are You working um, on?
1: No, that was just to like soak and have fun in a quick match okay. there with this week teleport in. But I I think polymorph could do all right. It that's an interesting thought. I I, I hate polymorph on Garrosh. Let me look at but his I'm that, that is a brutal a brutal stop to everything you want to do. Maybe it would work well on Malagamas. It would full-on cancel the sleep, too, not just push him back. Should, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it'd turn off. He wouldn't come out the other side still sleepy. Sleepy laser hands thing.
0: Sleepy laser hands thing.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. really understand the, the web of sleep energy he summons between his hands and flies around with, but... Yeah, I respect the team's desire to not have it be a right click on a single target yeah hmm
0: interesting well anyways uh, before we get into uh, a wider view of our uh, of our meta that we find ourselves in let's thank those uh, everyone over at patreon.com slash ITM for supporting this here very podcast if you like what we're doing here on into the Nexus and you want to support us, Head on over to patreon.com slash ITN You get access to our Discord. You can sign up to play in our monthly patron games, which is tonight, right?
1: What? No, no, next week. Next week. Next week.
0: Next week. Next okay. week. Gotcha. I could remember what we agreed on uh, while
1: I was that'd, that'd be, Technically, it should be tonight, but, you know, vacation. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I never know how anybody comes back from vacation. I'm not going to sign them up for a late night. Extremely relaxed,
0: uh, but brain definitely working slower than usual.
1: Yeah, no, that's not a time to be, you know, getting a little try hardy. We, we, you know, we have fun, but we, we try. We try.
0: <laughs> it was a weird time to come back and try and go over hundreds of uh, over a hundred cards <laughs> that have been mm. revealed in another video game that I cover. That was weird. It was like, oh, information overload. But. Yeah, so uh, go check out patreon.com slash ITN and uh, to some of our more recent patrons, Greg Heist, Zesty Plays, and Andrew Fuong, thank you so much for your support. Again, patreon.com slash ITN if you want to support. Kyle and myself here on Into the Nexus. Now let's get into this week's Heroes of the Storm news.
1: We're on, boys! Let's liven up this place! The moment is upon us.
0: Yes, i would mana tap that. So we've got, we're two weeks into a new patch, Kyle. Time for the two week check in. Yes. What has been going on outside of Tychus? Because I think we talked enough about Tychus.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I mean, uh, what we're going to do is divide these into successful buffs, failed buffs, and do the same for nerfs. Of course, there's nuance here. Like calling something a failed buff doesn't mean the buff actually didn't function, it could just mean that everyone got really excited about plays. Played Blaze and couldn't play Blaze. So he's down 0.5. He still received a pretty cool buff. But what is interesting is we saw a huge jump, almost 4% for Mayev, And Mayev got a little bit of a quality of life change to her level, I believe it was 16 giant killer. And before it was just, it was kind of absurd how much work he had to put into it to get that giant killer functional. The big surprise to me is definitely Morales, also close to 4%. Who received a rather minor buff, an increase in armor, which, oh my my, just gotten Morales as excited for an extra five armor, now at 35 on Safeguard. Gotcha.
0: Interesting. So my the answer, one the that w- patch is actually down a little bit. You're looking at two weeks? Yeah, the full two weeks. Okay, gotcha.
1: So things are going to change a little bit, and of course these stats may have changed from last night when I went over them, but Garrosh is an interesting case, because I think Garrosh, from this update, got a really easy-to-use build with that Soldier talent he received. And if you mix it with your level 13 Blood Craze, you now got yourself Seasoned Soldier, increase your max health by 5%, and an additional charge of Bloodthirst, compared to wrecking ball talents that are wrecking ball talents all about interesting choices and strategy rather than just live 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 which is what a tank wants to do in the first place so Garrosh up 1.3% Chogol up together they got a nice buff Diablo up 1% and Kyrazeem up 0.3 which makes perfect sense because it's about 0.3 of a win rate that should be for a little bit of self healing increase and I I, I, that's me trolling It it was an AOE self heal but you know teams are going to heal themselves first and foremost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've had some really fun games since I got back alongside Diablos. Um, I mean, I feel like Diablo players never went away or even close to it. Lord knows I was annoyed with Diablo for what felt like a whole year. But I um, had some really great games uh, alongside Diablos. So.
1: We're definitely on the bottom half of things. You know, we're 47% win rate on Diablo. It's not... Beautiful, but he seems very map-dependent. I know I have extreme opinions about where Diablo is not going to work, and that just phases him out of maps entirely, which means he doesn't ever participate in. Let's see here. So we got Volskaya Foundry 40% for Diablo, which is a bit of a shock. I think the walls in there are pretty decent. It's actually Hanamura Temple that I avoid, like the plague, at 46%.
0: Gotcha. All right. I mean, there. I guess there there are. There's probably more wide open spaces on Hanamura Temple than I think.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, the, those those uh, cart fights you have, particularly for are they even called B and C? But you know the secondary locations. And yeah, yeah. No, church-y-ary? I know what you're talking about.
0: Because it seems like when I think about the the map, I think of there being so many walls. And yet this is the map that we constantly complain about. Please, for the love of God, add some walls and cover up my damn wells. So I guess not. And it's it's kind of deceptive in a, in a visual because you're right. I think I think back to a lot of the fights that happen in the one where the card always stops, right? Which is away from walls. That's usually when teams start to clash is either in the middle of the lane. If you're going to the, the standard positions or the, the openings within the jungle in the middle of the map, if they're going to the secondary positions. It's right like and just out of range to to connect to those walls. So you see the same thing happen Return. with like really disappointing uh, Oreo whips.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly. And Battlefield of Attorneys is a great example of the opposite, where it sucks being in lane on Diablo because very rarely are you going to get a decent wall lineup up. That's maybe not out of tower range, but the objective is just full of walls and full of interesting places to stun people. So that. That's where the game is perhaps one more than just we're all soaking together. Let's get a pick. Maybe I don't know when it comes to objective, that gets a little more uh, volatile. We're all soakers now. Oh, and Braxis. Braxis had 41% as well for Diablo. And that's a long go because that lane phase is long. And there, there are some interesting angles in there and whatnot. But you have to you basically invite people onto the pad to try to deal with you. Whereas so many other I'll, heroes can do that better. Also, if you think of the exit
0: on the pad, it's kind of an outward facing cone if the opposing enemy is playing safely. So it doesn't really mm. lend itself to landing a good stun. There's like that sweet spot where if they take one step too far, you can kind of hit them on the edge. But yeah, makes a lot of sense. But yeah. I'm glad to see Diablo up nonetheless. I've uh, been having some good games. I hope to keep seeing
1: Diablo. Um, well and when we look at the you know the failed buffs, we see things like Muradin, which just some encouragement on Muradin, point down point three, so not a big deal. Blaze down that point five, Tykus down 0.8, Mal'Ganis down 1.1, which is a bit of a shock, as we just talked about Malganis being everywhere. But well, they're probably people... listening
0: to you say he's the new hotness, and then you know, we've got some new Mal'Ganis players
1: out there. It's okay, we're all learning. Right. We might be breaking our build because You know, uh, maybe we're taking blind as a bat in a bad situation, and it's now causing you to rampage across the wrong side of the map (laughs) while the team fight takes place somewhere else. Kyle, that seems like
0: a really personal example.
1: I I would say that I've learned my lesson pretty well. I think I successfully blind as a bat sometimes. (laughs) Okay. Normally, I don't. Normally, in solo queue, I'm doing... uh, you know, wave of bats, kind of thing, and helping with lane clear, and helping with AOE, and it's a lot of good healing. It's hard to give that up just for bats, but uh, bats. If anyone is confused about where you should do bats, it's when you think you might have good team fights, but what you really want to siege. You want to spin around that core like your Sonya, just going ha ha over and over again to win the game. That's that's where blind as a bat is the best thing ever. Siege damage makes a lot of sense. Huh. Right. And then Stitches down 1.3, which is a bit shocking. You know, he got a lane clear buff and a buff to hook range. But probably there were people saying, I'm not going to Johanna today. I'm going to do Stitches. And there's also I, I was having this thought
0: because um, I was I was breaking on my vacation and looking at stats <laughs> and thinking about the game. Um and I was thinking about just the impact of the game getting its first new hero. Because as much as you and I talk about, you know, this game's in a great place, it's really healthy, it gets more frequent updates than most other Blizzard games, including the most popular ones. Um it's still a huge deal. There is no substitute for a new hero hitting the game. That gets people hyped. New Overwatch heroes have historically gotten people very hyped. And so I was thinking about the fact I'm like, you know, we are seeing an increase in players in the game again um, The dear God, the statistics for hot slogs have been amazing this month. Um, and I'm, I'm just thinking, like a lot of these, like your Muridens and your stitches and what I mean, these are heroes that have been there since the tech alpha. So if you're a returning player, you might also be predisposed to want to play them on top of the fact to go look at the new notes and see buffs on these classic
1: heroes. That's very true. Uh, plus, uh, well, I guess Stitches is seven thousand, but he's on the cheaper end of yeah. things, at least. Yeah,
0: I mean he's he's not he's not on the highest end of games played, but he's also not like one of these niche like Probius heroes that barely have any games logged. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know me; I don't have the highest opinion of of our abomination friend here.
1: But I don't think. That should change, honestly. I'm not mm. trolling Stitches. I think he's still really cute in the off lane. I think getting him with maybe like, and that's kind of where I fall is like that Uther off tank. You're basically bringing a second tank if you're doing Stitches. So why not put him in the solo lane? If that's not the case, what are you putting up there to reduce the burden on your melee amounts? Because once you got Stitches, maybe Uther. You're going to throw a blaze on there? Like, what, Who's left? We're, we we got to get some serious, serious damage behind that to make sure those stuns actually equal something. Yeah. When you could just have ETC. I,
0: yeah, kinda. it's been a very long time since we used this phrase, but burden of execution uh, comes into mind and also just the burden on the draft. Now that you have locked well, in that stitches, how, how do we need to adjust
1: accordingly? Right, with with solo queue in mind and everyone having to now make adjustments. Like, I mean, yesterday I played a game on Braxis where we had a Maltheal and a Rag. And we won that, but what an uphill battle to make sure we could get that Rag or that Maltheal in range. Like, who was solo lane? It ended up being Maltheal, and Rag had a very, very hard time out there. Uh... I don't have an answer for you. (laughs) Well, we can go on to successful nerfs. And ETC is the big, big nerf at 2.3. This was the nerf to his face melt and increasing the cooldown on it, which is definitely felt and was warranted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although it looks like he is dipping below the 50% win rate again Imperfect stats. It's not like we have every game in the every game played represented here, but quite a few games (laughs) played.
1: Um, next heading downward was Urel, who is down 2.1 and that's a little brutal for poor Urel. we're getting to about 46% win rate on her she already has this reputation in the low leagues of being zero damage so no one really wants to see her the, the performance of Urel is very much dependent on if a team can come together and supply enough an CC to get her killed and it seems she's just dying more Without that 10 armor, which, of course, is encouraging people to do other builds. And uh, those aren't exactly successful at the moment. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, that's a, that's another one where I have, like, my, my reaction is just entirely selfish. It's just like, well, I don't really want to fight against more Urils, so I am okay with this. Um, yeah. But at the same time, going back to the conversation at the top of the show, which is, like, it does seem a little bit like we're trending towards finding more places for these niche heroes. Um, and so is that, is that a goal for Urell? um Yorel, I, I don't know. I think Yorel is a different type of niche hero, right? It's more niche in like the people that play Urel, the player type, right? More so than the comp.
1: Yeah. And you have to wonder what the, um, well, the Steel AZ Jackson's phrase, the salt wall is with URL versus something like Tracer Light Bomb, right? Like Jurel is successful when she's frustrating, when she distracts, when people chase her, when people target her wrongfully. That might be more on the enemy team side to avoid those pitfalls whereas Tracer is the pitfall. She's on you with the light bomb. That's That's not something you really have counterplay to in just a random comp. Whereas you can control yourself and not chase Sammy when he's low and running away or not waste too much time looking for Zeratul, even though you have c- control of the objective. And that's kind of where Urel falls. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she needs a, like a rework or a turbo buff in order to make her legitimate. It's just going to be one of those divides based on skill. And then another one based on skill is Mephisto who is down 2%, which makes perfect sense because he was nerfed exactly where he lives, right there in the Lightning build. Yeah, yeah,
0: which was one that was, you and I were very concerned about Mephisto for quite a while this summer.
1: Yeah, he's he's trailed off quite a bit. Uh, and I think a lot of it is just due to this nerf. I expect the Mephisto players to loop back around once they've experienced some other heroes. They kind of, you know, go, okay, okay, maybe I'll try some other things. Maybe I'll do a Skull build. Maybe I'll depend my build on the type of situation I'm facing again. I think we've all and, been there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Johanna down 1.6 with the iron skin nerf she received and that cooldown increase is is a little strong. Johanna's not able to do all she was able to.
0: Yeah, Joh- Johanna's wild cuz again I um watching her dip below 50% barely, right? Like just ever so slightly. But yeah. We haven't seen that really, I think, ever for basically Johanna's entire existence in this game.
1: Zul is down still at 54%, almost 55 so he's doing fine, rightfully so. Tassadar down 1%, he's also doing fine. Regar down, he's doing fine. Cassia down, doing fine. Yeah, everyone but you just of rattled off helpful.
0: were like top 10 heroes <laughs> yeah, that had yeah. plenty of win percent to play with. And uh, we're
1: probably a little overtuned. But there was an increase in win rate on Greymane who received a nerf, which I don't think has anything to do with Greymane in particular and Cursed Bullet being moved around. I think it was more that we took down all those heroes I just mentioned. And so maybe a lot of our Mephisto said, well, I'm just going to play Greymane. Not that it's a one-to-one, but we took down a lot of the top end people make their way back to the old top ends.
0: Yeah. Jeremy's asking if bloodlust is still the expected alt. And uh, my understanding and the statistical understanding is still very much so with bloodlust being picked twice as often as ancestral healing and having a 56% win rate to ancestral healing's flat 50% win rate.
1: Yeah. I think it's just about ease of use and the desire to hit a button you're also helping inform a pretty healthy comp in a lot of ways. I know I have a ridiculously hard time tanking when I don't have regular sustain. And when you get yourself in the early pick a let's say a killthos Rhaegar, everyone goes, Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, let's let's make a team comp that works now. And we get a Rainer, even though the person probably wasn't showing Rainer at the early, they were showing Lee Li Ming. Like Rhaegar's presence and bloodlusts activity almost forces the team to go all right settle down everybody let's make a good team comp
0: so overall i mean how are you digging the meta at the moment i mean it it doesn't seem like it shifted all that much it kind of seems like the first big change which was the introduction of may and cassia being competitive and now being the top one right hero uh is still kind of the status quo
1: yeah. No, I think I think it's a really healthy uh, meta at the moment. I The tanking is an interesting flow, and if I were to describe at least my personal idea of it, I still think ETC is top tier when we get to just his ability to not be countered by other tanks. The buff to Diablo's Life Leech allowed Diablo to do well into May and Johanna, and he was already doing well into Johanna before May showed up, so that works out perfectly well. ETC is the counter to Mf- uh, Mf- oh Jesus, the mouths. I am even I'm wearing a Malfiarian shirt, so I'm real messed up today. I could say uh, tavern tier again if that'll make you feel better. <laughs> it will. It will. Thank you. Ah, I'm so refreshed. Uh, Malganus is top tier. I'd say he's number 1 despite his win rate, but ETC is his counter pick. So we're going to put ETC on top of Malganus. So basically we end up with a Kind of tank structure that goes, ETC, Mal'Ganis, Diablo, May, Johanna, Garrosh? And everything after that is big old question marks based on where you put enough skills in your personal character sheet of points in order to be a good enough tank with anybody else who exists. And that is an interesting problem. Not that... it again will matter more when we get rid of Cassia from the ban area. Right now, we're still banning Cassia. We're still banning Zul on his double-soaked maps. We still ban Tassadars here and there. I don't see Rhaegar bans anymore. But that, So that usually equals a realm where basically there's maybe one ban, possibly but rarely two bans going into tanks. And then the tanks go, okay, I'll, I'll take this, you take this. And we move on from there. But if we clean up Cassia and even what if Tassar gets another nerf, then we're looking at a situation where all games are going to have Arthas versus Blaze. And who knows what that's going to look like? Because we'll just nerf out ETC Malganus And then Diablo's the counterpick to Mayor Johanna.
0: I think that would look really cool. Maybe <laughs> it'd, it'd, it'd be fun. Fire and ice, Kyle. What more do you
1: want thematically? Okay, that, that is cute. But... I'm still uh, mm. <laughs> I'm still trying to decide where I put my points right now. Passion wise, I'd love to make my way back onto a new barack. I think he is a stun machine. I really enjoy playing him. He is so squishy.
0: Yeah. I'm, and making his
1: decisions are very brutal. I
0: I, I know, I know you spent a good deal of time explaining why you're enjoying ETC again, because you have a, a, a project and so on and so forth. Uh, and yet um, I have a feeling you're going to agree with me when I say that I think a new barack is just the infinitely more interesting version of ETC. If not the more ubiquitous and you know, poster child for tanks that ETC is.
1: It's just that skill shot on his spines what would we even call it impale impale can miss first incoming Malganus. and face melt does not miss first incoming Malganus. yeah
0: yeah i have no idea what's going on with the desync uh live for the video crowd it's real bad and uh i've already tried changing servers so i think we're just gonna deal shame that shame indeed indeed but anyways um Good to know. It's, yeah, it's, I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's cool that the tank meta has at least been somewhat upset. Yeah. Because it was really set in stone for basically the entire year. Uh, it extending even back into 2019. So uh, that in that way, I'm happy. Cause I just want to see a change up. That change up is, uh, however, Malganus, who I am currently struggling against and should probably talk to you at some point off air about what to do. But yeah. Whatever the case is, um, I'm pretty happy with the meta right now. And my picks are still okay. Uh, they're not Some of it doesn't feel as uh, effective as they once were, but yeah, I think it's all right. So um, let's move on to uh, more takeaways from the AMA that we haven't had a chance to cover on this show yet. Because there was a lot in there, Kyle.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we went straight into our Az Jackson interview, straight into patch notes episode. After that, so let's loop back around and see what the tidbits were from the the shared information. And a lot of this is timeless because it's all talking about the future or what. What we're not getting, what we are getting.
0: I mean, some of this, seriously, dude. I think we could do almost entire episodes on. Um, obviously not this first one. It's pretty straightforward, but uh, requeue slash ready check feature is a high priority for the team. This is according to Daybringer, and I, I, I have we ever talked about a recue system? I'm not so sure certain we have. I'm sure it's come up in passing that we're like, oh, when I get to, when I get disconnected while the team is forming, I really wish it would put me at the top of the queue and not maybe wait for the entire same length of the damn queue that I had to wait before. But that's basically what a recue system is, uh, meaning if, we're, if you drop out of a game as the team is formed due to disconnects or other issues, uh, you're going to be added uh, re-added to the queue with a higher priority than usual so you're not going to need to wait as long in the queue as you did before the game that failed upon
1: putting the team together so yeah it's it, it spilled milk it's not a big deal when I have to with my friends sit around and go oh we missed oh okay everybody hit the button hey wake up over there hit the button again it, it'd it be different if it was way more burdensome like orange juice <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, um, I've, it, it'll be a nice update. It's going to be a, big qual- a nice quality of life update and uh, apparently it's high priority.
1: So um. the ready check, too, is interesting. I, I, I can only imagine as a game designer making a ready check just feels like the most ridiculous thing in the world. You're just sitting there thinking you signed up to play a video game. Why aren't you ready to play the video game? Yeah, so that one I'm I'm less
0: less clear on what what's going on. What what the heck? Do, what do we want? We want a ready check. I, I don't understand this one.
1: Yeah, you know, and then everyone hits the button and says they're here, and then we pull the boss kind of thing. So in other MOBAs,
0: I'm aware I'm aware of it but- in MMO. What the shit is the point of it in a MOBA?
1: Oh, well, you you're sitting in queue for maybe five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, depending on your region, the time of day you're playing. So it goes and lets everyone say, yes, I'm here before it starts the draft. So you don't sit through a whole draft. Oh, and gotcha. The person's gotcha, gotcha. Still AFK.
0: OK, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Dota. Uh, I'm familiar with that. OK, I thought I'm like, wait, you mean in game? That seems unnecessary, but OK. No, that seems fine. That seems like an OK. Because the queues can get long.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I I want this as a player because it's really disappointing when the banners AFK and certainly when you go through the whole thing and nobody picks anything. But on the design sort of things, this would be so low on my list because I just don't know why people don't play the video game, have sound active in the background while minimized and all that. But I'm also I'm also in my 30s. Like the chance of my mother <laughs> ruining my queue is zero. Kyle, you have a, I would like to point out you have a child now. I do. Well, that, yes, that is true. You, you have a completely different perspective or a completely different reason to be distracted from Q. Well, that's different because I wouldn't queue up while my child is awake.
0: Well, you're and,
1: a thoughtful individual and a lot of people aren't. So. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: was, I, was try, I was trying to paint a paint a picture for you, Kyle, on how your life has changed in a beautiful way. Yeah. And instead you you made it so that I had to throw shade at strangers on the internet. Thank you. I'm
1: I'm too busy, you know, playing this game where I throw a blanket over him and then he rips it off and hands me the blanket back. Like there's plenty of game and happen around here. It's just not at a computer. It's
0: kind of amazing how, uh, how similar it apparently is to play with a baby and to play with a dog. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. Dogs get to what, like two, maybe three, like intelligence, depending on like, if you got some sort of super sheep dog or something. (laughs)
0: Uh, my no, do you want to go to bed? They get really excited when I ask, ask them that question, <laughs> <laughs> which the idea of being excited before you go want to go like lay down and go to sleep is just endlessly amusing to me. But yeah, I need yeah. to reach that. That's my goal. That's
1: my life goal right there.
0: <laughs> I think I've already achieved that life
1: goal. Oh, dude, um, I've, I've got the trifecta problem in my life where it's it's food, workout, sleep, and I hate one of these at a time and it just circles around. <laughs> like, right right now i'm in my like i hate food phase i'm just like oh i don't want to cook i don't want to see i don't want to have to be burdened with eating and know it'll, it'll change two weeks time it'll rotate around this triangle
0: mm. sounds like you need to take a break and you just like do a, a meal kit delivery service for a, for a couple weeks
1: give yourself a break from the decision making of it yeah man we've we've ordered out once this whole this whole thing wow. like I don't know we've been we've that. been cooking it up i don't know we've how been you cooking do that I uh, yeah, I I at least pick things up
0: quite a bit. So anyways. Uh back into some AMA tidbits that we haven't talked about. Daybringer also said that they are working on ways to have separate MMRs for solo and teamed rank play, though there is a lot of work to be done. Uh if you read the exa- the actual response by Daybringer, like to me it does not seem like this is anywhere on the horizon.
1: Yeah. It'd be fun. I mean, I'd I'd love it personally. Oh, I know it you ha- would. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I've I've gotten our team's win rate since I took over the shot calling. We've gone from twenty nine percent win rate to thirty eight percent win rate. Well done. And that, that's that's factoring in the old. So we we had a great great like three one practice this last week. It's it's going good. We won our first ever, our first of the three matches we've done so far, but our first ever heroes lounge matchup. And it was very motivational. Mm. Yeah. And then,
0: and then uh, Kyle dates got into rather deeply uh, the issues of Reinhardt. Um, And uh, as someone who is uh, really passionate about Reinhardt, (laughs) I'm a little bummed, but I understand Um, because the subject of Reinhardt was, was brought up and Kyle dates kind of talked about all of the reasons Reinhardt, really doesn't work in Heroes of the Storm if you're trying to be truthful to Reinhardt's kit in Overwatch. Um, and a lot of this response was dedicated just to poking holes in Reinhardt's barrier and the challenges mm. with trying to bring a, an ability of that type to a game like Heroes of the Storm. Because uh, in Kyle Dates' own words, quote, blocking projectiles isn't a huge problem, but blocking AOE abilities is. And hadn't really thought about that because you and I both talked about the, the have daydreamed about, about bringing Reinhardt to this game before. Um, and I didn't really think about the challenge of like, well, what the hell does a shield do with an AOE ability? Um, and so Kyle Dates went into a, a bunch of different challenges with that, which is uh, the expectation essentially is for basic attacks or abilities like Frostbolt and Hungering Arrow to be blocked. I think we can all imagine how that would work. The shield goes up. The hungering arrow intersects with the shield and just ceases to be. That's now. the end of it. Maybe the shield has a health value, and eventually you can break through the shield. Cool, awesome. You've added Reinhardt to Heroes of the Storm. But wait, Kyle dates points out, what about abilities like Cone of Cold or Multi Shot? What about Flame Strike, which can just be cast behind the barrier? And I'm, I go one further than Kyle dates and goes, what if the Flame Strike is half on the barrier but half past the barrier? What now? Mm. Um, And so, flame strike to a certain point, I think would I I think I would go for it and say it's fine. Just let it do its thing. It's it's easy to understand. It's it's a ground effect. The shield is not interacting with. Let's let it. Let's let flame strike be flame strike. But cone of cold, multi shot, these these uh, uh, zone of damage effect abilities uh, that are not like tied to the ground. That makes a lot of sense. I get the challenge that comes with that. So,
1: yeah, for the fantasy, you would want multi shot to be absorbed fully. How do you program? And, and it's also like when we think of the graphic, like flame strike goes underneath. Multi shot is actually the crossbow shooting multiple shots that go in an arc, but that doesn't really matter. It does hit one area sooner than another, perhaps, but doesn't really matter for probably the spell registering. Yeah. So how do you deal with that?
0: So what what Kyle to getting into is is like how the game understands those zones of damage from something like a cone of attack like multi-shot and so like I I, I would assume that the game just doesn't have a way to like bisect a predetermined zone of damage. Right. Like if a, a, the cone of multi-shot a like part part of it was obstructed by barrier but part. of it wasn't, I'm not sure the game has any way of being able to, to reconcile that with the way it's currently built.
1: Oh man. There's, there's so many cool ideas that yeah, shouldn't see the light of day in a MOBA, such as what if time stop, let you auto attack. Like, uh, so Zeratul does a time zone and violet goes, chuckoo, 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 chuckoo. and then at the end of it, like all those arrows go flying into the target they were suspended in the air. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. I'm happy that doesn't exist. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> and Living Bomb's okay because it like targets him over the shield. But then, but it, yeah, Tassadar's multi-beam bouncing attack. Does it go into the shield and then not bounce? I I, I can see why it'd just be a headache and a, oh, all right, throw it out. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then they also talked about there's issues of the rest of his kit being just too damn similar to other things like Diablo's Charge, Stukov's heroic Massive Shove, uh, saying that his projectile attack is basically identical to Lion's Fang on Varian, which I didn't even think about because Lion's Fang is like such a
1: boring attack in my mind. It's like such a boring ability, but it, it is. It more exciting when it got a heal on it, but That yeah. is
0: like literally Reinhardt's attack. So I, I get what they're getting out there. And I, I I shared similar concerns about May. I mean, how many times on this damn show did the idea of May come up and we're like, well, we already got a wall with Tassadar. What the hell are you going to do for May? There's, there's nothing you can do. Sorry, moving on. And clearly they, they proved us wrong. But um, yeah, I, I love Reinhardt. I really do. But I also completely understand uh, everything that Kyle Dates lays out here.
1: Well, the other uh, aspect is you'd have to let him auto attack on nothing but air because it's not Reinhardt to me unless he's wildly swinging as he walks towards you. <laughs>
0: you no, know, Kyle, but that's what's cool about here's the Storm is that the, the heroes look cool all the time because we have more control over <laughs> when they attack. That's fair. As opposed to first-person shooters where you always just look dumb constantly because of player input versus the actual
1: look of the game. I can even see Earth Shatter being a little too everybody else's kit. You know, we've got a little bit of Chogall in there, or at least Cho. You got a little bit of yeah, a little bit of thrall in there. Yep. Uh, I, I feel. I think May was so expertly done, though, that they could find a way if they could find a consensus, and it sounds like that's where they're hitting the wall, and that's perfectly understandable. Don't waste time trying to come up with something that is just too much work right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like it's a it's a hero. I kind of was really hoping to see one day, Uh, but. I get it. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot like I'm still when I saw Li Ming was incoming or at least a wizard from Diablo. I wanted the time stop. I think that in Diablo watching those orbs slow down and move through the gelatin of time space was so awesome. But I absolutely understand why that's not a thing and then we get right back into the same situation I just mentioned with time stop on zero tool or what if chromie is thing did that like it just, it's so messy you walk in there and you accidentally walk into all the arrows that are going <laughs> <laughs> like oh crap i just took 10 auto attacks yep so i did i did get a glorious scenario this week where i got stuck in a chromie time trap or uh, not time trap you know slowing sands and the haka dragged me out of it. And since he was allied, I got full speed getting out of that thing. So it was very nice to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, that's rad.
0: Well, uh, we've mentioned um, hot slugs a couple times today. And uh, while I was away, the team made some really rad improvements to the site that I didn't want to call out. So if you haven't been over to hot in a while, uh, I highly recommend you go check it out because if you go, you'll see at the top of the new homepage, well, the same, not, not, sorry, not the new homepage, but new at the top of the homepage is a, a little glowing area telling you to check out the new reputation system. And this was a requested feature by users of Hotslogs. Uh In fact, some of the folks in the ITN Discord requested it. And it basically uh, allows you to go into your match history and upvote or downvote your teammates and also the teammates on the opposing team on, uh, you know, whether you think they were helpful or good team members or not.
1: It's it's in a beta right now, which mm-hmm. makes it interesting, such as I'm at negative four at the moment. You're negative four? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, so the system has certain, uh, you know, uh, limitations or a system to avoid abuse. So you want to go in and downvote somebody. And I had just the person in mind mm. from a recent game. Yep. I, my chat will know exactly who I'm talking about. And I went over and I was like, oh, let's test this feature. I'm going to go, yes, 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 yes. Oh, good. good. to All these good people I've known. Good, good, good. And I, then I went to downvote that one person and you get minus five when you downvote. So with the one vote I got from a friend out there that gave me plus one, I took myself to negative four. But that system means that when I'm choosing to downvote someone in hot slogs, I'm really debating. Cause I had the salty Li Ming the other day and I went and downvoted her first. And I was like, yeah, yeah that was weird. Li Ming. Now you were weird. I'll, 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 I'll demote you. Mm-hmm. But then I went, Oh no, I can't. I, now I'm in the negative. I can't downvote anybody anymore. I'm going to have to debate. Well, this person clearly deserves it more. So I went and downvoted them instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so we, uh, so this, this, this is just within hot dogs, Obviously it's not affecting heroes of the storm, uh, to be abundantly clear for things that I think are hopefully obvious. And, um, yeah, it, so we've got a new leaderboard up where you can see the people with the highest reputation and the lowest reputation between regions. You can switch between us, EU, uh, the Korean server and the Chinese region. Um, and as you mentioned, Kyle, the, the rating that you have is kind of also an inherent currency. Um, because you need to essentially spend some of your own rating to downvote someone else. Um, Cause uh, we're trying to gamify it to a certain degree and also deter wanton downvoting of voting, of voting your friends, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So go test it out. Let us know what you think. It's very much beta uh, kind of playing around, seeing how it will, uh, how it will work. Um, our, our, the thought is to even like uh, once it's out of beta to even restrict downvoting at all if you're not above a certain point threshold that it, that, that restriction is not currently in place so we can just test the system,
1: um, but yeah. So, I think it's awesome. I, I think it's cool to spend the currency in that way to be able to go buy a profile, see your match history. You know, you, reporting is such a a blind thing to do. And I know my threshold for reporting someone to say that this person doesn't deserve to play the video game. Blizzard, mom and dad, please take this video game away from this person. <laughs> that, that is a very high threshold for me. There are obviously in modern times things that warrant me to jump there. But for the most part, if you're just being kind of an ass, I, I let it slide. Yeah, but this hot slog system is really good because I'm not punishing you but when someone else goes by your profile I'd like for them to see that I had an unenjoyable time with your presence <laughs> it, you want to Yelp review other uh, Heroes players is what you want to do yeah yeah so. But not, and this is great because it's not a star system either, because then then I always end at like three stars. Like I'm like, ah, they played the game. You know, everyone deserves at least three stars. Like what does a restaurant have to do to get one star from me? You got to you have to be committing crimes against like nature and humanity. You got to be a monster because <laughs> I, I understand that like the till worked. You're making money. You're feeding your family. Like, how can, how can I be so cruel? So this is perfect for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So go test it out. Um, you know, very early it's only been online for a few days now. Um, so only a few people have even tried it. Um, brand new, never been on the site before. So go to hotslocks.com, check it out. Um, and please save your emails. There is a link at the very top of hotslocks.com on the main page. When you go click on that link regarding the reputation system, cause it will explain the entire thing. I, I will not be fielding questions about how points work. It's all, it's all there. <laughs> it's all there. Go take a look.
1: I would like to point out the team analyzer that was added because that's been really helpful for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's more niche, but a lot of people that listen to this show do play in Heroes Lounge and other uh, leagues. Um, Right now, I believe it only functions uh, in the way you've been using it, Kyle, only functions for Heroes Lounge. But you can also look up players directly with their, their battle tag. Um, so if you go on hot Selects right now to my account and then go to team overview, you're going to see a new gray box again, very much in beta, not the prettiest thing in the world, but it's functional in it. You can enter battle tags to quickly look up players on the team that you just got matched with. So you can quickly see their hot Selects profile. Uh, if they, if their, uh, games are up to date because they, or someone else who was in a game with them, have uploaded them. You'll be able to see their match history you know, how they are with certain heroes, stuff like that, all the stuff that you would go to hots logs and try and find battle tags, uh, through other means. But this just makes it a little bit easier. If you have a heroes lounge account, if you're playing in heroes lounge right now, Kyle, you can go in and see the information of the teams that you're about to play. I can't cause I'm not in heroes lounge. I'm not on your team. I'm not about to go play them, but you can actually just copy and paste the entire damn page for a, a team listing on Heroes Lounge, paste it in there, and it will automatically grab the battle tags and show you the team, the team's uh, profiles on Hot Slots.
1: And that shows me the recent heroes, even what their average damage is per game, which is really useful because, particularly when analyzing like the supports, I need to know how much damage the support brings because that tells me kind of where they are in skill level, how much impact they're going to have. So it's been really cool to see I'm really excited about using that tool and making that world even easier because right now I'm going by account by account by account. So this next week, I just get to load it all in.
0: Yeah, exactly. So enjoy And all of this, of course, assuming you even use hot slugs in the first place. Uh, these players aren't using Smurf accounts, that kind of stuff. But sure. Those are the challenges that come with this. We're working with with public information and incomplete. You know, if we, hot is only as good as many of you are uploading to it which is always a good time for me to do a call to action and say, go to hotslocks.com, get the uploader, upload your games, help the site be better. So thank you everybody. Um, But anyway, yeah, I didn't mean for that to be a hotslocks infomercial, but I was really impressed when I got back and I was like, Holy crap guys, you've done so much while I was away. Uh, This is basically like conceived and made um, while I was away. I uh, sat down with one of our programmers, aviod today and dude, uh, dude just knocked it out of park on this. I thought so. Go check it out. Send feedback uh, through Hotlogs channels. Um, if you send them to me, I'm just going to forward them to Hotlogs channels. So, tweet Hotlogs, Facebook Hotlogs, email Hotlogs. We also have a public Discord up now, and I would highly, highly recommend that's how you interface with the Hotlogs team because we're all in there, every single one of us. So, go check it out. Uh, and now, Kyle, would you like to take an email or two?
1: Let's do that. Sweet. Darkness stopped calling. Darkness just texted me. It's not the moment. It's a hero brother.
0: You can send your emails to itncast at gmail.com. If you're supporting us on Patreon, you could drop a message right in the Patreon discord if I'm on and I see it, I might just start talking to you right then. And there sage writes in says, question for the show. Since you are a Tychus fan and he recently got some buffs, can you do an explainer on him? I find him confusing. For instance, how does his basic abilities interact with one another? Uh, should you D then Q or does the D really neutralize your Q is D only for auto attacks? I believe that sometimes you want to have your E for escape, but sometimes you want to use it offensively. So what does your E do in relation to auto attacks or your Q and your D? I love this. Love the way this is worded Sage. Any tips and combos would be great. Uh, what build do you like now and why what synergizes? Thanks. Love the show. Really wish I thought ahead or read ahead before I went off on my Tychus rant at the top of the show.
1: Um, no, no, we'll make a nice Tychus sandwich. We'll have one email after this, so it'll be a sandwich with a side. Cool. It'll be Perfect. Sounds great. Sounds
0: great. I like a uh, uh, jalapeno uh, kettle cooked chips. Um.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. One for one for the chips. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So could've been a warm side, you know. I mean, yeah, it could have it been a burger and like fries or, um, like stuffed uh, stuffed puffs, you know, like a hush puffies or. Uh, corn
0: thingies a burger is a Sandwich I will I will take that stance But it is not what I mean when I say I want a sandwich Okay if want a burger I will say I want a burger
1: as long as Yeah as long as a hot dog is not a sandwich
0: That's not a sandwich. I, I mean it's technically me between bread So I think the argument can be made but again
1: not what I Mean when I say I want a sandwich if You came to me and said you want to have a sandwich I'm making hot dogs I would assume You're some sort of monster that breaks the back Of the bun Ooh, and I have to like Yeah somehow manage well, frankly, This hoagie I'm- hot dog <laughs> You didn't even need to go
0: past that. You could just say, oh, I'm making sandwiches or uh, you want a hot dog. I would just assume you're a monster at that point. And or that
1: you're making sandwiches for yourself, (laughs) but I get the side grade hot dog. dog.
0: (laughs) Well, it depends on what the sandwiches are, Kyle. If it's bologna, I would say the hot dog is an upgrade. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well shall they're, we they're uh, fancy Now before you get we get into a a, a a tier list of lunch meats, shall we answer Sage's question?
1: Okay, let's do that. But Sounds, we should definitely make that tier list. Well,
0: we should, we should. That we'll save that for weak sauce. Okay, the sandwich tier <laughs> list. That's great. That's great. <laughs> roast uh, beef, S tier. Oh uh, specifically blood red roast beef is S tier. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. There's, I think I actually think I make an argument there's there's a color of roast beef at every tier.
1: Mm, oh, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's well, that's like pastrami too. Like, the sometimes they just go two nuts on like the outer skin. It's like mm-hmm. made of pepper. Yep. yep. Anyway, Tychus. Tychus, yes. Who so, uh, will give first, them some first, pepper? Nope, that's Raynor. Right, right, right. The first thing we need to address is that overkill, even though it's coming from your minigun, is not a basic attack. And your minigun, which is what you're basic attacking from, and the name of your D, your trait says activate to have basic attacks against heroes deal bonus damage equal yes. to 2.5% of their health.
0: So never D then Q. Right. You will cancel your D. And you so, don't want to cancel your D.
1: No, no. You want that D to go as long as possible. I mean,
0: I love it when Kyle D's properly. Right. Everybody I want does. Kyle's D going as long as it possibly can. I want Kyle's D to get maximum value because it is a valuable sure. D.
1: Right. Exactly. And when I'm in the rhythm, I want to, you know, hey, Q is great. Uh, Basically, what you want to be thinking about is Q is lane clear. First and foremost, like not no tricks. Q has a great cone. It can help you lane clear. And oftentimes Tychus is going to end up in a little bit of solo lane. Not that he's great at it, but he has decent lane clear to help out. Just attach it to probably a back archer. The primary target always receives more damage about twice as much damage as the cone. And as that cone kills the initial target, it'll auto-choose what the new main target is of that cone. So you want to be updating it. You want to go Q, middle, back, minion, or maybe you can just do the wizard. That's really nice and very convenient. Just lock on the wizard. You cone the whole thing. And then as the wizard dies, you might need to change that Q onto other things. So use it for lane clear first and foremost. Otherwise, I want you to think of mini gunning your enemy and then using your grenade to knock them back slightly towards you to maintain them in that range. It's just a, it's a little thing, but that stutter, you can think of it as, you know, ruined momentum. Um, uh, it's a daze, but a mini stun, a mini root, whatever helps your brain figure that out. Mini gun, somebody would trade on burn, 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 and then use that grenade to knock them back in,
0: which gets a lot easier at seven. Once you get quarterback.
1: Right. Run and gun dash a short distance is very nuanced. Sometimes you're using it for escape. Sometimes you're using it for engage. There we get into such a huge pile. It depends. But basically because you have smaller range than other heroes, you're thinking a lot like a melee assassin. You need to make sure Blizzard's already out before you run and gun. You need to make sure you're not going to be standing in an Orphea alt The long, long list of things that are most important to you in this game need to be dodged with run and gun or need to be cast in some other land before you choose to run and gun aggressively. Yeah,
0: yeah, Uh, all, all, all well put. Um, on the subject of the Q, uh, it, it, I think overkill is also kind of a, it depends land on when you should be using it, but I, the, it, the tip I always give to new Tychus players is think of it as a finisher because you kind of want to stand and deliver as much as you can with your trait active, and then they're going to get scared and start to escape, and that's when you're going to hit Q and just keep the damage coming while you chase them down in motion. And then hopefully by then your frag grenades come back off uh, cooldown again as well. Um, if they had enough health to even survive the whole opening onslaught of you popping in, hitting your trait, hitting them, fraginating them back. So you're continuing to hit them for the duration of your trait.
1: Then you pop your cue, you know, right. So a pretty Tychus gank, if you were to be rotating, which is a great place for Tychus to be is only three seconds on mini gun. So let's say top lane Infernal Shrines to give you a visual. They're pushed up to the wall. They're getting some siege damage in. So you go through, you wind through that little middle bit, and you come out halfway into the lane and minigun them for three seconds. And as they retreat in a very obvious, noobish way, straight down the lane, you then, after the end of the minigun, and as they start to leave your range, would engage your Q. And once they're running in that straight line, it'd probably be easier to use the frag grenade to keep them in the queue and then use the running gun to maintain that cue on them. There is infinite different orders to that particular scenario, but that's what a nice, pretty little engage would look like.
0: Yes. And if you can start getting that down kind of as muscle memory as like kind of your Tychus engage, it becomes a lot easier to understand when to break that for specific scenarios you find yourself in. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so, then hope that helped. Uh, what was that? Hope that helped our, our writer here, Sage. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and then uh, outside of our personal opinions, when would you take laser drill? And when would you take commander Odin? I tend to, the, the simplest way I tend to think about it is how important is it? How important is my mini gun? Like basically how important is that extra two and a half percent of their max health? Like, is it a heavy frontline, a high health, Composition that we're fighting. That's when I tend to lean towards drill because I just want any chance for minigun to be active to to be taken advantage of.
1: I think that's fair. I moved from Tychus. Wait, other way around. I moved to Tykus from Nazebo. So my choice structure is more based on something like gargantuan. Laser drill has a health. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want a laser drill with Rainer or Li Ming and the like on the enemy side, because they will easily destroy the laser. Okay. So how's their
0: burn? That's what influences your decision.
1: Exactly. Their ease to destroy the laser is how I make that choice. But against like like Gul'dan where his time invested in destroying my laser, or if it even soaks a corruption, that's going to be huge. So then I'm happy to do laser against Gul'dan. Dan. Odin, though, for me, has such absurd amount of range and allows me to go in hard in the beginning, disengage with run and gun, and then loop around in the back for a while and still participate on something like Infernal Shrines and maintain that presence rather than just having to run for the hills and get a well.
0: Gotcha. And Captures in the chat room brings up a great example, too, that you should consider. You know, how important is it for you to have an interrupt up with your grenade because you can't grenade as... Odin. So, are you the lone interrupter of something like Mosh Pit? Maybe consider drill. Maybe, but that is your choice to be, make in a very specific scenario.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good way to think of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
0: Well, hopefully that helps, Sage. Let us know how it goes. Uh, I always like hearing back from people when we give them very specific vi- advice. In heroes, uh, And now we take the final question for today. Kree Fong Hong asks, wanted to get your thoughts on some observations I've been having on healer performance. At first, I was getting down because I couldn't get big heal numbers like the 100,000 plus healing games. Then I started looking closer and noticed that in some games, there just wasn't that much damage being done by the enemy team. It's a great problem to have, Kree. Uh, What seems to be a good predictor of my wins is if I can out-heal the opponent's best damage dealer by a great percent, then the opponent out-heals mine. I'm sure there are other factors like full team damage and self-heals, but it seems like most healers are bouncing around getting the same healing numbers as the opponent's main DPS. Other factors like clutch heal stats feel like they almost correlate with losses. What are your thoughts on what constitutes a good healing game? Boy, I I don't really think about it this way. Like I I really think about like single target healing versus AOE healing and the scenarios where you would want either over the other because AOE healing heroes tend to always have larger healing numbers, even if they aren't necessarily more impactful.
1: That's very true. And that's a very World of Warcraft thing to have when you're looking at numbers because no one wants to sit there praising the lock who's hellfiring himself, you know, like good job clearing the trash. He's the best one on the raid. Great work. Well done. Everyone was stacked for your divine star. <laughs> I, 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 I think Cree here has a great thought process in analyzing if their healing was effective by looking at the enemy healing numbers. I mean, one of the things I do is tank. If I want to know if I was doing well, particularly on someone who has regeneration, is I look at my self-healing compared to the top damage over there. And if there's a huge divide, if we're talking like one of those extreme cases where Kel'Thuzad on the enemy side was useless, but Vala was going hard the entire time, she's up near 100,000, so let's add together the healing I received, plus my self-healing, and if we can get over that amount, then we were looking pretty good in there. And if you in particular are healing more than the enemy overall is doing in damage, which I guess would be impossible, but, you know, there's... There's a you know non-hero damage that people receive. Then you're looking real good. I'm a stickler for damage coming from my supports. I don't like heal bots. I think that there are great capabilities with Morales' grenade build, with Ana being aggressive. Of course, Rhaegar's usually in there, and lightning shields are going. So, and that ability till much later in the game doesn't have much use. Yeah, I don't think we need. I don't, I don't think we
0: need to preach to Rhaegar's about dealing damage as a healer.
1: Right, but I I. Think about those things. I think Deckard, with his cube, does pretty decent damage. I want to see you up to 25,000 most games. I want to see you not being in the bottom. That is my main goal. I want to see you beat ETC. I want to see you doing something out there that is having an impact. Because that's less damage everybody else has to do. It's it's free real estate, as they say. <laughs> and I want that free real estate.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't you? Um, so, I mean, th- that's... And it's something. Something we come back to, I feel like, two times a year. Two times a year, I feel like we have the d- deal damage as as a as a healer conversation.
1: Yeah, there are those times. Uh, like uh, right now, we have a interesting situation with my team, and Kai Berries plays so many different supports, and I get to make the call as to which support we're going. Sometimes on team comp, like Alex Straza, right? Like we don't want to do Alex Straza and Demay right now because Blizzard sits on top of it. Everybody's going to die horribly when we try to get a little bit of healing. Yep. But we can run an Ana. But I know for Kai Berry's execution and comfort level in Ana, that damage is going to be like 6,000, like real low. So I make sure we stack on something extreme, like Avala, something that is just pressuring all the time, huge damage numbers. But when we get Rhaegar, then we can get a little weird. We can do things that might miss, like Li for my DPS, because we still have that throughput that's still coming out the other side.
0: Well put. I yeah I um I don't know I I I think of is it wrong for me to think of healers very like healer by healer basis like I like certain healers and um. certain types of compositions because that's just where my brain goes.
1: No, I think that I think that's great. I when it comes like for me I'm I heal with one healer right now, and it is Malfurion. And that is where I put all my points. I can do a Rhaegar here and there. I can do a Deckard here and there. I can do a Stukov here and there. But I would say come up with those extreme rules for yourself as to where you can do your performance. So for me, I usually have one... I'm a tank main right now. Tank, symbol, healer symbol. And that healer symbol stands for one dude. And that's Malfurion. I will play Malfurion for you. <laughs> But I'm going to request we ban Kael'thas because I can't deal with Pyroblast on Alfurian. And whatever that extreme is, get rid of it. Like if I was if I was an Ana main, taking a guess, I wouldn't want to deal with Zeratul. Uh, directional, blippy dude jumping around, I don't want to deal with it. I, I don't really have those extremes on someone like Deckard or Regar, because I just don't play them very often. I have those other options. We can branch out from there. But I'd rather give you my main, and my main used to be Ariel back in her heyday, and then we reduced the lane clear and the stun damage and all that, and we got into that whole like resurrect craziness that happened earlier this year. I I haven't felt the healing call
0: for a long time, so it's not really in my wheelhouse at the moment. Obviously, I have I have the picks in my in my stable if I need them. Um, I can always get on Brightwing if if need be, and and much like you, Rhaegar is there. As a backup, should I need it? But yeah, I don't know. It's not something
1: I particularly enjoy doing. It's fun. I I really like the active healers we sort of created. Deckard's a blast. I think that with a lot of work, White Mane could be a lot of fun, even though I know the traditionalists don't enjoy new White Mane as much. She's a little more Terranda y than she used to be, and Terranda brings a stun, so I always kind of... White Mane's got some rocking alts. So I don't know what the shit
0: is happening, but um, we need to wrap up because my computer just froze again.
1: Okay, well then, then let's uh, take these F's in the chat and ride it on out. Yeah, I don't, I don't know
0: what's what's going on, but uh, anyways, um, Kyle, uh, we're here at the end. Hopefully, the <laughs> computer will let me wrap this up. I don't know what's going on. Computer um, apparently didn't like being shut off for a week and a half. Um, thank you to our patrons for supporting us. Uh, soon i might need to buy a new computer what's going on uh, patreon.com such itn thank you so much for your support everybody huge thanks to our producers declan h cheesy bob chris k mike c and eric c uh you can catch us live thursdays around 3 p.m eastern time uh around that time sometimes we start late um over at twitch.tv slash amove tv you can follow the show on twitter at itn cast uh kyle where can people find you when you're trying to get that sweet sweet d value
1: Oh, you know, you can find it over at twitch.tv slash Kyle Ferguson for all the heroes of the storm streams that I do, including the team practices, the heroes lounge matches, the solo queue play. You can also find my learn to play videos over at heroes Hearth, So youtube.com slash heroes This next week will be a intermediate macro video. I Kind of did the beginner stuff with the merc camps about two weeks ago, and this one's going to go a little bit deeper into that field. So check it out
0: rad i'm garrett art on twitter amove.tv for this and every other podcast i produce just did a super long angry chicken yesterday highlighting uh, a ton of the new scholomance academy cards now that they have all been released so go check that out be on the instance tomorrow for a different uh, friday edition since uh, i was gone and uh, that's gonna wrap it up thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you next week but until then good luck and have fun take care